0: Mm-hmm. No, no, no Oh, welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs, Love Talk. Yay, Anru is here. Hello. You know, you know yesterday I ran into an a, a old and dear friend of mine, um, and she said, uh, you know, I listen to you all the time, Babs, but I especially like when Anru was on, I stop what I am doing, and oh. I try to listen for as long as I can. And I'm going to tell you, I've heard that so many times throughout this city. Oh. So people really enjoy oh. you
1: oh thank you so much i could
0: be anybody but you they really enjoy
1: <laughs> uh thank you bass well i really appreciate um you i mean just who you are but also you know holding this space and holding the ways that you know you also move throughout new haven and and are constantly i think um yeah trying to live in just this really life-affirming way
0: Thank you. Life is short. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 you know I like to get started when you bring a prayer and then we can talk about whatever you like to talk about.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. <clears throat> so again we'll start off with this ancestor honoring our ancestors and what they have left for us and that we are we are using, we are utilizing. We are embodying these things that they have left for us. These blessings, these good things that they have left for us. It's very easy to just think of all the right, the bad cycles, right? The, the negativity, the burdens, the trauma that gets passed down. But they've they've also left for us um, strategies and ways of being in this world and, and maintaining our personhood and our humanity in, in hard times.
2: So it's an honoring of them. <clears throat> I baba ba to fun Iba o I ba, ba, ba to fun ashe, ashe I ba, ba, ba to fun ashe o I ba, ba, ba to fun ashe ashe te fun la lo you I ba, ba, ba to fun ashe I ye ye to fun ashe u. Ibayeye to fun wa se Ibayeye to fun wa se o Ibayeye to fun wa se a se te fun na no yo Ibayeye to fun wa se Ibayi gun gun to fun wa <laughs> by goom to who I say, to ashe. Ashe I gun gun to ashe. I land by I
0: I
1: may it be so. That we are able to put to good use the blessings, the ashe, the strength that our ancestors have left for us.
0: I'm with it. Amen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what's on your heart and mind today? So I just had this um, good conversation with a friend of mine and... What came out of it, which I want to talk about today, is about um, kind of learning to trust in not knowing, and how Mm. for my for me really my spiritual practice, and I think for many people a practice is the thing that can continue to reorient us towards um, like this central pillar really of who we are. And our connection to something greater than us, and through a practice of of connecting to that, that can help us to navigate life, which is really changing all the time. So as opposed to trying to solidify the life part, which which we very often do, like, well, you know, I feel good and it looks like this, so let me replicate the thing that it looks like, right? Instead of the focus outward there, is oh, what are the practices that help me to have this kind of more centered sense of connection and being so that when things change, that pillar can actually change with things or even as that pillar changes, what my life might look like may also change. Yet I'm actually grounded as opposed to my life changing and feeling out of control. And so that's kind of a, a, this like abstract thought or kind of process in a certain way or framing. Um, but what I, I guess want to talk about is, is this thing around change, right? So among the Yoruba and many of the people, we see that like life is change all the time, right? That's actually the nature of existence is kind of change and movement and transformation. Like nothing is actually the same. In Buddhism, they talk about impermanence, right? Nothing is actually as stable as we imagine it to be, or we want it to be, even ourselves and right? our physical selves, our cells are, living and dying and transforming all the time right the weather you're in new england especially as changing every second every every breath right a, a river right is literally not the same thing moment by moment but we experience it and our mind holds onto it as like a thing right we hold on to ourselves as a thing right? this is who i am this is like how i live this is like what i care but i don't care about as something that's a little bit more rigid and I think that as a, um, the negative component of that can then expand into this idea that, you know, we want to make things fixed, right? Our society wants to make things fixed and certain, right? Oh, when I, I want a lasting impact on my life. So I really, you know, make a statement and land and even are, so many monuments and cemeteries to right, are built stone, right? To, to then stand the test of time, right? To kind of last, be everlasting in that way. And it really is a specific framework and more, uh, I would say more indigenous frameworks really understand this transient nature of life and existence and, and instead of and try to orient towards an element of that um, in harmony with that change versus fighting against that change. Mm. And in, it's not just like everything is changes and random and chaotic. So just go with it. But among the Yoruba and this tradition, we make sacrifices. We make offerings to create the peace that we're seeking, that we are desiring the stability, oh. so to speak that we are desiring. Right? So yes, everything is change and transformation and, Oh, I want my life to be relevant for me as a person, right? For Anru and the people I love and care about, right? We're not just human beings kind of interchangeable, right? We don't like, Oh, I'm married to a person. So now I can just go be married to another person. And like, Oh, I have offspring. I can just go have these other people and could take them as my offspring. Like it's some random thing. Like these are my friends, my loved ones, kind of my community in that way. Um, and so we need that right that's also part of existence and reality right the, the particularities mm-hmm. um, and so we make offerings we do ebo we make sacrifices to then create the peace that we need
0: i understand um, that because i i feel like let me see if i'm hearing this that yes life is ever changing things are changing but there are some things that you can do that sort of keep you grounded in that change, and this doesn't change the the fact that you make sacrifice not does it sacrifice or you make you mm-hmm. make offering yes. to yes you make offering to and in honor of that doesn't change everything around you is changing, and that's how you ground yourself when right. it feels right. like you like everything is changing and you feel like you have no control or you're just out of sorts. Right. That if you find a practice that roots you so that while things are changing, you can peaceful, peacefully move with the change.
1: Navigate that. Right.
0: I like that. And, I like that, Anru. And the
1: things, the offerings, right, the sacrifices or what you do to create that change mm-hmm. itself is different moment by moment. Right. And like what I did yesterday, not necessarily going to be relevant today. What I did this morning, right, to, like, you know, be grounded or feel at peace or to navigate difficulty is not necessarily what I need right now, right? Weather shifted, right? It was raining earlier. Now it's not raining. So I actually don't need, right, the umbrella of the rain gear, right? I need something else. Um, I was feeling overwhelmed earlier, had to do some things. Oh, I don't necessarily need to do those. I need to do other things now. I was hungry earlier. I might not be hungry now, but maybe I'm thirsty now, right? So it's like these offerings about how, what is needed changes, but the practice of doing that, the practice of tuning in, well, what is in some way, not just in terms of like religious practice and this ritual and ceremony things to do, but even that question is, what do I need now? Or what is needed now to create the peace that I'm seeking? Right? That, that, you know, I may not be able to calm the storm, but I can shore up, right, the boat, the vessel. What does what does that need, right? How do I need to navigate differently? Right? Or it is calm, but, like, I'm taking on water. So now I need to address the vessel, right, the, the meanness. But what do I need now, I think, is an important question to navigate just our lives, which actually change all the time. Instead like of feeling that. like it's supposed to be... <laughs> the same and I have to orient around if it's not the same, then something's wrong and I need to just make it look the same. Hmm. Not not necessarily helpful.
0: I, 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 I will agree. I, I remember in the early days when I first got divorced and up until that point, Christmas was a big deal in our house. And every year we, I'd pull out all the stops. Just I just love it. But then that first year of the divorce, I just didn't have it in me. But I knew Christmas was coming. and I knew I needed to make it happen. Right. But happen on a different, I, you know, I think I did exactly what you said. What do I need right now?
2: Yeah.
0: No, I don't need to drag out all the ornaments and decorate the house from top to bottom. I want to celebrate Christmas, but it has to look different. Christmas doesn't change. But the way that I approach it this year right. has to change. Is that... Is that, am I on the right yeah, track?
1: Is that, that the right? Sounds, yeah, that sounds like a, a good example. Um, you know, so it can, it can land, right? So even separate from like what it looks like. So in, in, in my tradition, we also like literally the way we also, it's not just about us just kind of creating it because we are not actually omnipotent, all powerful beings, which you know, may be a shock to some people, but that's. <laughs> actually, <yeah>. What? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Just kind of open people to a different worldview. That's all. Um, you know, there are forces, there are beings, right, that are larger than us, right? We look at the divine, however we want to understand that, right, is larger than we are. And so there's also this peace, right? There's, There's the, like, what do I need to do in this moment, right, to, like, create the peace? What do I need to give, right, my time, my energy, my thoughts, right? And there's also, we make offerings literally to these forces, right? So, Olokun is an orisha, which is the ocean. Mm. So, oh, there's some aspects and elements of like the vastness and the depth and the mystery of the ocean that may feel in particular really helpful to, like, what I'm seeking. How can I lean into that? How can I, like, bring in that energy and have a relationship with that energy? So I literally, in my tradition, we would literally, if you can, you go to the ocean and you make offerings, right? You bring things, right? It could be flowers, could be food items, things like that, that in, in our tradition, different urisha, like, kind of like different things, right? And so you give, you make these offerings to these divinities, to then have them work with you to also create the peace that you're Mm -hmm. seeking. Right. So it's not even a matter of like, sometimes our our question, what do I need right now? The answer is like, I don't know. And that's okay. And so in this practice, we also go to these forces and plead and say these things. Like, I don't know what I need, but I'm seeking, you know, I'm seeking peace. I'm seeking some, compassion for myself I'm seeking um, really good relationships I'm seeking a new job like there are these things that we're seeking and we don't have control over so we go to these larger forces and say like I need your help and I'm bringing you this thing um, I'm being in a relationship with you I'm making these offerings to you to help create the peace that I'm that I'm seeking that I'm needing also and that I don't even know what it might be and and so there's this kind of individual peace, which I think particularly in our, in our culture, right. Really resonates like what do I need to do to create the peace that I need. And there's also this like surrender piece. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to make these things in the world, like come together or resolve or shift, but I'm seeking support from these, these other forces. I'm seeking support from my ancestors, right. Who are now these spiritual beings um, seeking their love and support. Let me make offerings to my ancestors. Let me speak to them. Let me talk to them. Let me share my lives, my troubles. Right? That prayer, right? I'm I'm thanking them for what they've left for me. But I can also turn to them and say, I am struggling. Right? I'm feeling really alone and isolated. Or, you know, things have shifted because of uh, the pandemic. I've lost. Now there's, like, more ancestors. But I've lost lots of family. Like, I'm grieving. I'm bringing you something. Help me to navigate the troubles of my life help me to navigate this grief and the changes that are out of my control. I don't know how to do that. You, my ancestors, right? This body of wisdom and knowledge, right? Thousands and thousands of beings have become ancestors of ours. I'm seeking to tap into that collective wisdom or that particular wisdom to navigate ordinary human being things, right? I'm grieving, stress, I'm moving. It's, you know, rent, bills are due. I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm juggling, like, work and family, like, whatever it is. I've this trauma. I can't even, i have the relationships I want. Ancestors, I'm bringing you this. Here's, like, dinner that I made. Here's some food. I know you liked this kind of food when you were alive. Or, or I'm bringing something that I love that I want to give to you. Help me to navigate these, this difficult, ever-changing world. I'm just trying to like put one foot in front of the other.
2: Right?
1: And so that is also this practice. We we, we turn inwards,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? But we also look beyond us and that which is kind of not us that we can be in relationship with. Our ancestors, the Urisha, the earth itself, that's an Urisha, right? Imagine if people said, oh, like here's this climate crisis we're in. imagine if instead before this it was like, so how can I maintain a good relationship with the earth, with the natural world that we seem that we think we're disconnected from? How can we maintain that relationship to help us navigate just the difficulties of life? If we approached it that way, we wouldn't go to the earth and be like, Oh, I'm just going to dig and cut and harm and kill and control you. Like that's not how you go into a relationship. And we have a very different outcome, and we can still do that today. And there are people, right. We can still say, "Oh, okay, so climate crisis is happening. There are things outside of our particular control, uh, but what do I need to do to even see what's within my control?
2: Mm-hmm. To see
1: what I can impact, whether it's just me or my home, or my life, or my community, or my work, or these other systems. Right? And maybe I have a big impact. Hmm. What would it be like to be?" In- good relationship to seek support versus a notion of if I control that, then I'm okay.
0: Right. And that's people's natural instinct, I think, to be about when when they're seeking peace, their first instinct, I think, is let, let me see what I can control in this situation because that's the way to peace.
2: Well, I
1: I think it's easy to say it's just human instinct,
0: or, or maybe that, a train, trai- well, a trained. Re- yeah,
1: I think I think there's much more of that,
2: that.
0: Yeah,
1: we're in a culture that says do that, and it's yeah. There are cultures that don't do that. Not that people don't. You know, we're wired to kind of internalize a, a negative instant more readily in our system than a positive instant. Right. Fine, but our culture promotes that, right? Promotes fear to generate movement, right? Promotes external control and power over to feel better. That's what our culture promotes. Our culture doesn't promote like, oh, I see this tendency and let's keep expanding this other direction. Yes, you may feel like you need control and why is the world just the way I want it? Maybe there's some practices to like tune you back into what is possible and what is also happening. It's actually not you know, person. that that big wave came in the ocean and knocked you over was not actually because of you at all. <laughs> well, it
0: wasn't personal. It wasn't
1: personal. It's the way the ocean works. Like so waves you doing need to learn what learn waves how to navigate. Do. Right. <laughs> learn how to read when it's coming and, and learn how to, oh, I need to get out of the way. I need to, now I need to move closer, right? That's different. But we're in a culture that says, oh, the wave hit me. We're going to have to control that and I'll build a whole structure and dams and, uh, jetties and all these things to like stop the waves. And now it's all fine. And not looking at what the cost of those things are.
0: Mm. That's That's a good climate. That's a good climate thought. (laughs) Different
1: relationship, right? So, um, we, we've certainly particularly in this culture, um, lost that right that's not something that this particular culture encourages Um, but it is something that um, if we we don't actually have to look very far you know it's not just like what do the environmentalists say but even in our own indigenous past right which there are still present cultures right which hold these these frameworks right so like Orisha worship is fundamentally about being in good relationship with nature and all these natural forces because they are seen as beings just like we are,
0: mm. not better than them, right? We are not... Oh, that's a good point. We're not better than them. We're
1: not better than them. They are our siblings. And it, and even if they're not our siblings, we are still to be in relationship with them. They're our neighbors. I mean, we go... We. Sh- I, I met- may have mentioned this before. So, like, you know, I'm 54. So why why should I as a 54 year old person enter into relationship with the earth as if I'm better and I know I'm I'm such a baby visitor right this whole
0: <laughs> like the dirt is older than I am right. the trees are older than I am right so so in just in that like why what
1: what arrogance to say like oh I'm here I know how this should work Right, that's a level of arrogance. This isn't working right. Let me. We're gonna clear. We're gonna pave that over. We're gonna make the straighten out the river over here. So like, so it serves me better. Like, that's what kind of relationship is that? That's mm. a very one-sided relationship. That's not. Yes. A, that's not a loving relationship. It, that's it's almost abusive. Exactly, abusive. Right. It's like going into a relationship with the person saying like, "Yeah, I like you, but." I need you to be wearing this instead. And can you um, learn this other language? And then, it'll, then I'll see you as valuable. And can you do this other kind of work? And can you make this for me? And can you live over here? Right. That be, That's controlling. That's abusive, right? That's not seeing you for who you are. That's being conditional. Oh.
0: <laughs> and I think you're right. That's such a good point, Amru. We've been conditional with this earth from the moment that we thought we had dominion over it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, I see this climate thing in a whole new light now. <laughs> Maybe we should listen to what the climate is telling us instead of we trying to tell the climate, Right. this is what we're going to do to fix you.
1: Yeah. Right. How do I instead, Like, oh, what do I need to do to be in good relationship with this being and force and dynamic and system, that's a different question than like, okay, I'm here. How do I need to change this so that I'm just cozy and just get to do what I want?
0: Wow. That's pretty powerful. That's a, that's a upside down way to think. I love it.
1: Yes. And I would even say like, so it's, it's, it's upside down in relation to how we are taught to think. But if you look at what is sustainable for our existence, it is actually the right-side-up way to think.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? I agree.
1: Which, which you know, is, um, I think, even even noticing that, like, oh, what a radically different way of thinking. It's like if you went in somewhere and they were like, would you like some water? And they're like, water? Wow. That's so, I could just drink water and it would be good for my body. What a radical notion. It's like, hmm Wow, like, you really strayed very far <laughs> that to not be aware that literally your body just needs water
0: to drink. Sh- champagne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, oh, I guess water, I guess. I oh, guess water. Right?
2: You can't live off
1: of drinking champagne. It has oh. your own liquid intake.
0: I'm sorry, what?
1: <laughs> I know some people want to. but so so here's the thing like so even like even if we take that as like here's this joke thing right so we literally can't live off that as its own thing Mm. doesn't mean we don't drink it right but we understand its place yes and what's happened is we've we this our culture this current culture that we're in has flipped it around so what we think is our place is to have things like oh what should I just be drinking all day? Oh, we got like sodas and we got alcohol. We got all these other things, flavor, this and the right additives in this and energy drink that as if those are the things that we fundamentally need versus them being the exception. Yeah. Right. And our, the, our culture, because it's more lucrative to like have people think that they actually need to buy a thing. Right becomes the norm and it becomes crazy to go like you know what will really carry you a long way <laughs> and, then yeah. you become, and then you have a little something special just and that's fine and you're like oh great versus i gotta live off of these other things because yeah. that's not sustainable right that's the like oh every place needs to be the oasis that i want to create in my mind so, right, I got to, like, make the theme park of that everywhere. And then you, right? Well, actually, you could, like, live in this other way and then, like, go to the theme park on occasion. Like, that's a wonderful thing. You can't actually live in the theme park. <laughs> actually, not sustainable. <laughs> actually. It is not. Right? It is People not want it to be. Yes. Right? We're sold that it should be. Right? Our lives should be just fan friggin' tabulous in all the ways we imagine it to be, but we're also sold on what, what that even means, right? What joy means, what connection means, what excitement means, what life affirming means, right? We're, we're sold on, this has to be like above has to be all these peak experiences all the time. And we lose a, we lose the very ground that supports us because we're just seeking these peak experiences all the time. And that's actually another way of like the controlling, right? So life is change. Well, I don't like that. So I want it to just be right. The peak experience all the time. So I will control, try to control the environment to make it that way. But then I lose capacity to just adapt with the regular reality of change that is in life. And so I lose the practices that center me and connect to me. It's also my humanness. And maybe I don't need... Right. Because if I was connected to that, I may realize, oh, I don't need the amusement park and the theme park every day. So maybe I don't go so often. Oh, maybe I drink more water. Oh, maybe I'm growing some food or oh, maybe I'm deciding the relationships I want. I'm healing and able to see things differently. Oh, now I'm pulling myself out of the very system that just wants me to be at the theme park 24 uh, seven
0: and a consumer at that a consumer.
1: Right. Buy the thing, the new thing, we got the new theme park, the new ride. And the new, <laughs> the new got to go, right?
2: <laughs> now
1: we're oriented towards something different. And that becomes a threat that becomes challenging, right? That becomes something to be stopped and undone. Because if the system wants you to say like, no theme park change, don't do the change. Everything. We want life to be what we want it to be exciting and wonderful all the time. Again, not sustainable, but that's not the desire. It's just to like, just don't think about the change. You can build the good thing here. And you just need more and more. You then need more resources to solidify that theme park, life. Mm -hmm. Because it's not in harmony actually with existence. And so all these things then lead to instability, right? Of people relationships, of relationships to the planet, of relationships to ourselves. Because we're so caught up in the like, But we're we're chasing after this unattainable thing, and we're we're literally burning things, and paving over, and plasticizing and remolding everything to fit this idea of what we think, you know, pleasure and satisfaction and the good life is, right? Which is not really in relationship to anything, but itself.
0: And that is a good word today. We've covered climate change. (laughs) We covered internal change yeah. and we managed to connect back to our ancestors because I love what you said at the top that um, we focus, we we are used to focusing on what we, what, what, what we don't have from the ancestors, what we're left with that it is not positive and we miss all the positive stuff. That they left us
1: the love, the resilience, the ways of being on the earth in a different way than this, like theme park. We we actually have much more experience as human beings, not in a theme park and actually <laughs> living pretty well. Yeah, than, like a theme park.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Anru. Thank we you. Y'all know Anru is regularly here every every other every every two weeks, every other week, something like that. But yeah. uh, I it's in my calendar, so he'll be back. And we'll talk some more. Thank yes, you. I hope your summer's going well.
1: It is going well. All
0: right. Now that well, it's not ninety
1: something degrees and humid, it's going I mean, better. <laughs> I like it that.
0: I, yes. Listen, I like summer. I've I've liked all the weather. I'm not I'm not complaining That's about.
1: That's fine. I'm I glad you're happy with it. <laughs>
0: I'm enjoying, all, I'm enjoying all the weather, I'm telling you. Because you know what? I, I just saw a thing on Facebook, Anru, that said, we have eight more eight more weekends to fall.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, right? So you're, you're talking to somebody who's like, ooh, fall is also beautiful.
0: It, it is, but, you know, right around the corner.
1: Yeah. So you got your, you're in your happy zone right now. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm very happy for you, Babs. I don't feel like there's a countdown happening. But (laughs) I understand you do feel that way, and that's okay. It's a big planet.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm enjoying this weather, I'm going to tell you right now. So thank you so much. I'll see you you soon. All
1: right, now. You take care. All right. Take
0: good care. Say hi to everybody at your house. I will. All right. Harry, play us out. It's Friday Eve. I'm back tomorrow, and then it's the weekend, baby. So y'all be cool out there. Drink lots of water. Don't be like me.
1: <laughs> not just champagne,
0: not just champagne. <laughs>
1: water.
0: Got love water. I Got some. <laughs> Wheels keep spinning, wheels keep spinning, wheels the keep spinning, wheels keep spinning, the sky, wheels keep spinning, spinning, wheels keep spinning, keep spinning, keep spinning, wheels spinning, wheels keep spinning, wheels keep spinning, keep spinning, keep spinning,